My grandfather used to always tell me that if you're going to sin, make sure they're forgivable. And he also told me that the most interesting person in the room is one with the best stories. Aloha, I'm Bob Ortega with Honolulu Civil Beat. HuffPost Hawaii's Chris D'Angelo is a well-traveled journalist, but when he was graduating from high school, as he recounts in this Hawaii Storytellers, his life seemed headed in a very different direction. My grandfather passed away a year and a half ago, and I definitely cannot promise that all of my sins have been pardoned or what have you. Um, but I do think that his words about having life experiences and uh, good stories to tell stuck. So my story begins my senior year of high school. I grew up in St. Louis, went to private Catholic school my whole life, and was faced with a decision where to go to school, right? All of my friends are going to the University of Missouri. It's 100 miles down the road. It's obvious, you know, everybody's gonna do it. It's gonna be great. We're all gonna live in the same dorm. Um, you know, why ever do anything else, right? The only other school I applied to was the University of Montana, which is 1,600 miles away um, in the most beautiful place you've ever seen. So I guess I should back up and talk about how on earth a, a Missouri boy ends up even thinking about a place like Missoula. When I was 13, I had an uncle take me on a fishing trip. We flew to Missoula, we spent the day tooling around the campus, we get in the car, we drive up towards Glacier National Park, which if, if you've ever been anywhere near there is just, I mean, it's mind blowing. Um, and we end up on this dirt road in the middle of the night. We unload, we get on horseback, and we, we horseback ride for 10 hours into the middle of the Bob Marshall Wilderness. Untouched mountains, rivers, grizzly bears closer than I'd ever want to be again. Um, and no motorized vehicles for you know 100 miles in any direction. Crazy noises outside your tent, all these just, just totally otherworldly things for me. So that was my first experience in Montana, and, and after I left, it was you know, kind of this dream. So back to my decision to, to go to college, of course I picked University of Missouri, right? So I, I have a dorm room set up. I'm, you know, it's all set, I'm gonna go there. I get a, a call to my counselor's office, and apparently you have to write down, you got into both these schools, but where are you gonna go? So it was, de it was the deadline day. Um, and, and in that moment, I'm sitting there with a pen in my hand, and I just, I immediately start thinking about this trip, and I, I think about a conversation I had with my dad, and he said, nobody ever offered me this chance, like basically you'd be an absolute fool to pass this up. For whatever reason, I can't explain it, I just, I wrote down University of Montana, I walked out of the room, and immediately was just like bombarded with these feelings of, you have to go home and explain to your mother, of all people, <laughs> that after getting a dorm room, and deciding on this school, and you know, having a roommate, that you're not gonna move 60 miles down the road, you're gonna move to Montana, and, uh, and I think her reaction was something along the lines of, what the are you talking about? You know, like, you're not, you, you didn't actually do that. And then my dad, of course, when she leaves, gives me this pat on the back, like, you know, <laughs> obviously, right? Um, so 
I guess what this ultimately led to was just a series of decisions in my life that you'd be a fool not to as led. And I guess ultimately here tonight to talk to all of you. Um, I went to school for four years in Missoula. That involved classes that included snowboarding and kayaking and trouncing through Glacier National Park in snowshoes as a class that I, you know, I can't figure out why on earth I ever got credit for it. It was, it was, it was, I mean, it was just, it was, it was almost a joke. Um, I mean, there were, there were classes involved too, but so I graduate after four years and uh, my first job offer is at the St. Mary's Gazette record in a town of 2000 people in Northern Idaho. Sight unseen, I show up for work and my first assignment is to take photos of a Paul Bunyan Day's logging competition, which is exactly what you imagine, like people sawing through logs and throwing hatchets and, and I'm just like, where on earth did you end up, you know? I mean, wh what are you doing? And, and, and I made friends with all these just roughneck loggers that I would never have associated with in my life. Um, I recently went back and visited that, that place and was just shocked that I ever step foot there, much less live there for a year and a half. From there, I was offered um, an opportunity to move to Brazil and teach English. Uh, a friend of mine who had done it was coming back and there was an opening and he said, oh, you know, if, you, if you're interested in it, we can get in touch with the lady. And within 24 hours, she had offered me a job. I put in a two week notice and booked a flight to Brazil with absolutely no uh, Portuguese at all. So I land in a city of 13 million people in Sao Paulo. Again, where on earth am I? Again, you'd be a fool not to, right? So then I, you know, I lived down there. I traveled all over South America. I got to meet amazing people, travel to incredible beach towns that you can't even describe uh, all over Peru. And then I came home and wanted to get back into journalism. So I'm searching around journalismjobs.com, which I'm sure anybody that's written for a newspaper knows about. And of course, there, there's the, the ones that are always hiring, Riverton, Wyoming. <laughs> you know. uh, there's one in Montana. It's like Glasgow, Montana, something. Um, they hire every two months because nobody ever stays, right? Um, so my first offer is Riverton, Wyoming, and I'm like, well, I don't have anything to do, so that's, that, that's where I'm going to end up. The only, one of the only real other promising offers that I had was um, on Kauai at the Garden Island. And so I started calling them, basically, in so many words, begging them, like, look, I have this offer in Wyoming, and I'm, I, I have to take it, but I don't want to take it. You know, I want to be somewhere cool. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so finally, I think I, you know, I finally called them and I was like, look, I need an answer from you today. And they're like, Jesus, all right, you know, we'll give it to you. So, <laughs> so, so you'd be a fool not to go. Um, I packed my bags and sight unseen flew to Kauai and landed there and, you know, walked off the plane to 17 chickens in the baggage terminal. <laughs> and, uh, and ended up living there for two and a half years. Um, I 
moved from there to the Big Island for six months and just recently moved here to work for the Huffington Post. You know, I think, I think a lot of, I think the drive to be a writer has a lot to do with people's stories. I think a lot of that comes back to my grandfather. You know, I don't know, I, I think about that decision to go to Montana and I wonder sometimes like, if I didn't do that, where on earth would I be? Maybe I would have made the leap two years after that, but I, I don't know. I mean, I have friends in Missouri that, um, that yeah, I go home to visit and it's like nothing's really changed. So then recently I got the invite to do this and you'd be a fool not to, I suppose. So um, here I am. So thank you. For more stories from our Hawaii Storytellers events, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and visit our site at civilbeat.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.